0: Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast. We're an Elam Pentecostal church in the center of Cardiff dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. It's great to have you join with us today, whether you're here in the building or watching online. And today we are concluding our steadfast series. We've been looking at what it means to persevere, what it means to show mercy and to grow in wisdom. And today I'm looking at turning faith into action. How can I turn faith into action? Look at this photo with me of the Dead Sea. Anyone been to the Dead Sea in Israel? You've ever had the experience, it's quite something, you don't really swim, you sort of just float, you bob around, and that is because it is so full of salt. In fact, it has eight times as much salt as the ocean. It's the lowest place on earth, did you know that? 1,300 feet below sea level. And the only fresh water it receives is the trickle of water that is the River Jordan today and a few springs. But what is unique about this, really it's a big lake, although it's called the Dead Sea, is that there is no outlet, there is no place that the water then flows onto. Because it's the lowest place on earth, the water just gets stuck there. And as a result, stagnation took hold, I guess, many centuries ago, and it's a place of death. Nothing lives in that sea because there is no outlet. Now imagine that faith is like that body of water. Faith is that body of water that is the sea. And it receives goodness from the rivers and the springs that flow into it. And the outlet, ideally, would be action. Any river that flowed out of the sea would be the action. But the problem, of course, with the Dead Sea is that there is no outlet, so there is no action. And faith without action, as we're about to read, is dead, just like the Dead Sea. For life to flow in that body of water, there must be an outlet. So I'm looking at what it means for faith to always have an outlet, and that is action. And we are looking at the letter of James. Um, James, as most scholars would agree, was the brother of Jesus, and he was a leader of the early church in Jerusalem. Um, And he's a straight talker, as we are about to see. He kind of just said it as it is. And so we're going to look at a passage from James chapter 2, verses 20 to 26. You foolish person! I told you he was direct. You foolish person! Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. God, we thank you for your holy word and we choose to submit to it. Lord, would you examine our hearts today and prompt in us how we need to change and be transformed to become more like you. Amen. Now, before I go on to talk about my main point today, let me just clarify for a moment what James is saying here when it comes to faith. And we would think of faith as, if you like, putting our trust in Jesus and what he's done and therefore knowing that as his followers, we've got eternal life, right? As his followers, we have faith and we know that we're forgiven and that we're going to one day be with him forever. That's our faith in Jesus, right? But here, as we read in the letter of James, it seems like he's putting a big, big emphasis on our actions. It almost sounds like he could be saying, in order to be saved, you need to do good things. But that is a trap that some Christians and certainly some sects connected with Christianity have fallen into. That is not what James is saying here. I found this particular quote quite helpful from one of the commentaries on James, where it says, we're not justified through or on the basis of our works, but neither are we justified without them. True faith will always manifest itself in works of faith. In other words, we put our faith in Jesus alone and what he's done, and that's what saves us. It's not based on whether we're good enough to get into heaven. No, we're we're saved. We, We have faith in Jesus and we're saved based on trusting in Jesus alone. But the natural outworking or the natural outlet of your faith will be action. If you've got a real faith in Jesus, there will be actions that follow. Amen? So I just want to make that clear before we talk more about faith and action. This is the one thing that I want to say today. I planned to give you a three-point sermon. That's where I usually go. But I really sensed a prompting from God that I was to focus on one thing. And that is that faith and action are crazy partners. Crazy partners, faith and action. You know, when you sort of see two characters, and by characters, you kind of know what I mean. You know, these people that are a bit unusual. When you see two characters get together, it's like a house on fire, right? It either really does not work or it works amazingly. It's kind of like ant and deck or rhubarb and custard. You know, those things, they just work together, don't they? And so faith and action are crazy partners. Now, in the passage, we read about Abraham and how he was willing to be a bit crazy and put his faith into action by obeying God's prompting to take his son Isaac and even be willing to sacrifice him. But right at the last moment, God stopped him and said, I see that your faith is real. Don't worry, I'll provide a replacement. Now, we know a lot about the story of Abraham. But I want to focus more in on what James just says here, very briefly, about Rahab. I don't know if you know the story of Rahab enough. You can read the whole story in Joshua chapter 2. But let me just summarize a little bit of the story here. We read in James 2.25, Was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteousness? Sorry, considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? It's kind of an odd story for James to highlight. But let's consider what she did. The people of Israel are about to enter their promised land. They've been wandering in the desert, and now they're about to cross the Jordan, and they've been told to take the city of Jericho. This is their first big obstacle. So they send some spies into the city undercover. But word gets out amongst the city that there are spies in the city. And so soldiers start looking. And we don't know how The Bible doesn't tell us, but somehow Rahab comes into contact with these two spies and she hides them in her house. Eventually, the soldiers come knocking at her door and so she hides them on the roof under some branches. And she manages to persuade the soldiers that actually they've already left and they've gone on their way. And so the soldiers disappear. And then quickly, because her house is right next to the city wall, she lowers them down from the window of her house with a rope and the two spies escape. And because she was brave enough, crazy enough to do that, to put her faith into action, it says that God commended her as righteous. And we read about her in Hebrews 11 as one of the heroes of the faith, because she was shrewd enough to realize these are God's people. The people in my city are not going after God. I want to be on the right side. I want to be on the winning side. I'm willing to do something that's a bit crazy, put my life on the line in order to be saved. And the result was that when the people of Israel took the city of Jericho, she was saved. She was saved. And faith coupled with action quite often will look a bit crazy. Sometimes it's very ordinary, but I can tell you there are many times when God, if he asks you to put your faith into action, it will look a bit crazy, at least in the world's eyes. To God, it makes perfect sense. It's because he's testing you to see how far are you willing to trust him. And that's what Rahab did. You see, our current global situation, and certainly even locally in Cardiff with our impending lockdown, is testing your faith and mine. And I thank God for Christians every day who are living out faith and action, even if it's a bit crazy. But do you know what I hear a lot of right now? Fear and caution. From Christians, fear and caution. And that concerns me. You see, our current restrictions are causing us necessarily to play it safe. We've even been told to stay alert. But that kind of mindset in the practical, I think, is having its effect on the spiritual. It's affecting all of our lives. We're choosing to be cautious with every part of our lives. And I think it's causing our faith. To maybe become a bit complacent. is spilling into our spiritual lives. The series that we've been looking at the last few weeks is called Steadfast. And the tagline of our series is strengthened by God to endure. I don't know about you. I've, I've been praying in tongues at times, just sensing God, I need your strength to endure in this moment. And I guess... Really, if I look at it objectively, I don't have a lot of reasons to complain, but it does feel restrictive, doesn't it? Life feels like we've been contained. But I believe that you and I in this season, we need to contend for our faith. We need to be willing to fight for it. We don't want it to be dampened or pushed down. We need to allow faith to move into action. And James warns us that faith without action is dead. And so I believe we have to redouble our efforts to keep our faith alive. Faith that results every time in action. So let me be clear. I'm not advocating for stupidity. And I'm not certainly encouraging civil disobedience. I'm challenging you to stir up your faith like never before in this season. Because when we are limited physically and practically, that surely must be a time when God wants us in faith to grow even more. Amen? Not to be contained spiritually. So let me ask, is your prayer life stronger than it was before the lockdown? If it's not, then I pray that today your faith would be stirred. (laughs) Have you strengthened your commitment to fellowship? For us here at City Church, our our value would be that we we worship together once a week on a Sunday. And so for many of us, that's online right now. For some today, we're in the building and it's great to have you here. But are are we consistent in continuing to fellowship? Because that will enable you to endure, to be strengthened to endure. It's very easy to become spiritually flabby by surfing from church to church online. It's very attractive, but really, I don't think long-term it's going to help you spiritually. Being committed to one local body and being committed to grow with the people of God, I believe, is where it needs to be at. Are you sharing the good news of Jesus when you have an opportunity? You know, with a massive increase of of depression and anxiety around it, when you hear people sharing those honest thoughts, is your reaction just to go, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard. Now, we need to show compassion and and we need to be willing to to draw alongside people in their weakness. But is that it? Or or, or are we people who are are able to share about how we've experienced God's peace? Or, Or how about we have the opportunity to pray for them and to trust that God will work in their lives? Are we taking those opportunities? Are you turning your faith into action? Are you willing to do even something a little crazy? Now, Rachel's going to come and join me now and just share for a few moments. But let me ask you these questions. Are you ready for some stretching conversations? Because when you say to God, God, I'm willing to put my faith into action, that will mean that he'll give you opportunities and you'll feel stretched and you might not know what you need to say and you might not feel like you did it just right. But, but God responds to your willingness to step out into action. I believe he comes through. Are you willing to even release your resources, your time and your gifts and your finance in order to do what he's called you to do? Are you up for the possibility of being misjudged or or misunderstood because you know he's asking you to step out and do something a bit crazy?
1: Yeah, sometimes um, faith in action is the stepping out and doing something risky and bold for God. But sometimes faith and action is being wholehearted within the boundaries that God has given you. And sometimes that is restrictive and it feels like it's confined. But are we willing to be wholehearted within those boundaries, within that place that God has put us in? And, um, yeah, I just want to share a little bit. I I was brought up in France and then I moved to Scotland when I was uh, 19, met Stephen a year later. We got married a year after that. And then um, a year after we got married, we went on a um, discipleship training school um, in India and South Africa. And we sort of imagined that after that, we would go into missions full time. And um, so we were looking at different places where we could go and and serve God. And then um, at the end of that training time, we had an offer from um, our local church in Scotland um, offering Stephen a job. And we really felt like that was from God, despite it being completely different to what we had imagined. Um, So we went back to that church in Scotland. And um, again, we sort of imagined that that would be for a couple of years, and then we would go out and and serve God in missions. And um, so after a couple of years, we prayed and said, okay, God, is it time to go now? Is it time to go? And God said, no, you stay and you serve where I've put you. And then the following year, we came back to God and we said, is it time to go now? Is it time to go now? And he said, no, you stay and you serve where I've placed you. So every year we would do this. We would get together and we would ask God, is it time to go now? And then one year God just said, I want you to stop asking me and I want you to give yourselves completely to this place where I've put you. Um, So we laid that down completely and something really changed in our, our mindsets. And um, we, we decided to really give ourselves to this place, and we really loved the people there, so much so that when it was time to leave, it was really um, hard to do that. And um, within, also within that time of uh, living in Scotland, I um, became a mum very quickly to four children, and I had yeah, four under four. And for anyone that has young kids, you know that it's, it really changes your life completely. And as much as it is a wonderful experience, sometimes it can feel a little bit confining. You can't just walk out the door when you want to. You can't just pop out to a church evening meeting when you feel like it. There's there's a bit of you know your whole life has turned around basically. And I remember during that time going to a a church meeting where someone was talking about um, stepping out of the boat, and I just wanted to cry because inside I was thinking, I want to, I want to step out of the boat. I want to do all this stuff, God. But God was saying. I have called you right now to stay in that boat and to be faithful in the boundaries that I have given to you. Are you willing to stay in the boat until it's time to step out of the boat? And, um, and yesterday, I just came across in my my reading, I just happened to come across the story of Noah. And I was thinking, it must have been really frustrating for Noah to be stuck on that boat for for a year. Yes, it was a, a huge boat, but it was filled with Um, animals, millions of animals, and there must have been days when he thought, I just want to dive off that boat. But he had to be faithful, and he had to stay in that boat until it was time to, until God said, leave, release those animals, get out onto the land now. And for us, you know, it can feel confining right now. We can be frustrated that that we can't sing in church, that we can't just go out and, and see people. But I think God is giving us a choice and saying, how are you going to respond to me in that time? Are you going to be faithful and wholehearted within those boundaries I've given you? Or are you just going to look out and... And say, I want to be in that place. I want to do this. I want to do that. But but, what about what God has given you right now? Why don't we look and see what God has given us now and be wholehearted? You know, like Paul and Silas in that prison, when they chose to praise God within those prison walls, can we also choose the same kind of attitude?
0: Ooh. Amen. So faith and action will sometimes look a bit crazy, just like Rahab, who was willing to put her life in the line. She could have been killed, she could have been arrested, but she chose to put faith into action. And God commended her and considered her righteous, and she's considered one of those heroes of the faith. Are you willing to be faithful where God has placed you, like Rachel said, even if it feels like you're contained? To, to, to one place or to one role. But actually, God is able to strengthen you to endure. And in this season, he's calling you and I to be faithful to what he's given us. Faith will always need to show itself with action. So are you ready to step out for God? I pray that we would be a people who are listening to God's voice. I encourage you every day to be saying, God, God, what adventure do you have for me today? God, who do you want me to speak to? God, is there someone that you want me to bless? Is there a situation that you want me to speak into or or pray into? God, show me how I can turn my faith into action. Because without action, what happens? Faith becomes stagnant. Faith eventually becomes dead. Faith must show itself in action. And faith and action together, they sometimes look a bit crazy. Who's up for a bit of crazy? So I pray that we would be a people in this season that don't allow faith to turn into complacency. That we would be a people that contend for faith. That we're stirred to hold on to our faith. That we encourage each other in our faith. So let me bring this into land. Let me ask you to make a response today. What's the next step? Someone asked me that question this week. What's the next step? And it's challenged me. I don't want you just to listen to the message and go, oh, that was interesting, or might be worth thinking about later. No, what's the next step for you? Because if faith will show itself in action as James prompts us, then I pray that you would be somebody that takes that next step. Is there someone you need to speak to? Is there some prayer that you need to commit to? Is there some way that you need to give as God leads you? Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Or actually, if you're honest, you've, you've walked away from God in this recent season. I'm going to pray in a moment. And you could pray that prayer with me to say, God, I want to put you first in my life. You're saying, God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. And I choose to put my faith in him. And then I'm choosing to live now from this day forward, acting out my faith, making it real and knowing that one day I will be with you forever. If you want to pray that prayer, then speak these words right now. Jesus, I acknowledge that I've done wrong things and that my sin has separated me from you, but I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. Today, I ask for your forgiveness and I thank you for your gift of new life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I choose relationship with you, and I choose to live for you. Please come into my heart and change my life now and forevermore. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, then we'd love to get in touch with you and support you. If you go to our website, uh, you can get in touch with us, and we'd love to just help you in your journey of faith, turning faith into action, and let me finally pray for us as we seek to be a people that live out our faith in action. Father, I pray that we would be stirred and willing to be a crazy people, Lord. Not just complacent, not allowing faith to become stagnant and even die. Lord, I pray that faith would be stirred in your people today and in this season. Lord, let our faith be stronger than ever. I pray for a fresh filling of Holy Spirit that we'd be listening to your voice, God, day by day, and. Be being willing to step out to speak to pray to give as you lead i pray this in jesus name amen we hope you're encouraged by today's message to find out more visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media